Hi, Jay Doherty here from the Jay Doherty Podcast, and today we're broadcasting live once again. There's so much to talk about. Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort, they both pled guilty for very similar reasons. Also, we'll talk about uh, Google's recent news in relation to China. We're going to check in on the stock markets, of course, as we always do. We'll take a look at one of the late-night comics and what they've been saying about this whole Trump debacle. It's all next on episode 40 of the Jay Doherty Podcast. And now, broadcasting live from downtown Chicago, here's your host, Jay Doherty. And you know, it's Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018, about 11, 10 a.m. Broadcasting live once again. We do this every week, hopefully. Very recently. Uh, at j-doherty.com. So if you want to find out, find out about us, go ahead and uh, go over there. J-D-O-H-E-R-T-Y.com. You know, I, I talked a little bit about what I was going to talk about on this episode of the podcast, but not everything. We're going to be talking about if Trump's biggest concern is being indicted. The left is saying impeachment is really his concern. We're going to talk about Anderson Cooper. He had a great monologue yesterday. He talked. He said that uh, Trump's people are assaulting the truth, not the fake news media. The Google CEO said to its employees that they're not close to launching a search in China. Michael Cohen pled guilty to eight counts as well as Paul Manafort. That's really the big news of the week so far. We'll talk about that. And uh, we'll talk about flying cars, if they're becoming a part of the future. It's 11-11 right now on a Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018. Let's get to the big news of the week first. I think that would be appropriate. Uh, let's talk about Michael Cohen. He was, um, he pled guilty to eight counts of not only tax fraud, campaign violent, uh, uh, finance violations, and bank fraud as a part of a deal. And that, of course, all of that, including especially the bank fraud, Includes jail time. Now, this is really big, and this is really where uh, y- you know you have to um, uh, you have to kind of put this whole thing in perspective. Michael Cohen, right now, and a lot of the main the mainstream media networks are not covering this just simply because they want to get more viewers, they want to get more ratings, and things like that. Uh, they are not covering that he can face up to 65 years in prison. A sentencing, a sentencing date set for December 12th. So 65 years, the man is 51 years old. So most likely, unless they, you know, unless, you know, for some reason he lives to be over 110 or something, he's going to die in prison. But he has 65 years. Manafort has 85 years. He could face up to that. Uh, you know, he was charged with 18 counts of tax and banking crimes, but he pleaded not guilty to any of them. But a jury found uh, that he, and if you don't know about him, uh, Manafort, he's Trump's former campaign chairman, and then Cohen, I hope hopefully you know who he is, he's Michael Cohen's uh, former now lawyer. But a jury found that Manafort was guilty on eight charges. 
Actually, one of the days, the jury, one of the jurors had to go because they had to, uh, they, they had a personal appointment, so they wanted to leave, they wanted to make it, you know, they wanted to get out of there and then leave early, because the trial just went on for so, so long. Prosecutors said that Manafort, though, collected $65 million in foreign bank accounts from two, uh, 2010 to 2014, and then he spent more than $15 million on purchases, mo mostly luxury purchases, within the same period, and that included uh, so many, uh, and the numbers are really insane, we'll have them on our website, j-dordy.com, he wanted high-end clothing, he spent money on real estate, landscaping, and so many other just ridiculous things, it almost seems like it's it's another, um, uh, Mike Flynn, or is that, no, no, not Mike Flynn, uh, who, uh, Scott Pruitt, Scott Pruitt, uh, type situation, we've seen this a lot, I actually talked about this recently on, uh, JDRC Politics, another podcast that I co-host with my good friend Ryan Clark, every week, you can find more about that at JDRCPolitics.com if you really care, um, it's a really good podcast, we, we have really, uh, very detailed coverage about politics and stuff, we spent a lot of time on that podcast, we wanted to grow, so go ahead and take a look at that, but anyway, back to this whole thing, Michael Cohen, when he was, when he was Trump's lawyer, and this was at the time, I don't know if anyone remembers, but remember when Trump would have these very, you know, short kind of press conferences outside of Trump Tower, when he was working from there, supposedly, when he was either, uh, you know, president-elect or in the White House. And this was where Almarosa was kind of big at this time period, where she was really in front of the cameras and things like that. But in an interview, I think it was with Vanity Fair, Michael Cohen said that he would take a bullet for Trump, but he also expressed his loyalty in this statement. They say, uh, Mr. Trump's pit bull, that I am his, um, I'm his, uh, right-hand man. And that's basically what he had said. So, so that was when, uh, you know, of course, he wasn't sentenced for 65 years in prison. And he probably will serve, I don't know if it'll be 65. I hopefully certainly don't want, uh, you know, Trump to pardon him. I mean, he's never going to be able to go back to work. Never going to be, be able to be a lawyer again. I just don't understand why he would do this. It really doesn't make sense. But Manafort, again, he could face 80 years in prison. 80 years. And again, he was the former campaign chairman for Trump. And, you know, he's almost 70 years old. He's 69 years old right now. So 80 years in prison... That is crazy, and I don't know if it'll be 80 years, even if we cut that in half, 40 years in prison, that is ridiculous, that's going to be a long time, he probably will still even die if he does 40 years in prison. So, you know, it's crazy uh, what this whole thing is happening, you know, how, how it's happening, how it's going down, Um. But really, uh, what what I think we should look at, and what a lot of people aren't even looking at, especially within the mainstream media, and I have nothing, of course, against the mainstream media. I actually like many of them. Um, but Kevin Downing, that's a name you probably haven't heard, because that's Manafort's attorney. He said that Manafort is, quote-unquote, disappointed the jury did not acquit his client on, our, on all charges. But then in a press conference, this was before I believe he was even, uh, you know, convicted of anything. Trump said that Paul Manafort is a good man. He was with Ronald Reagan. He was with a lot of different people over the years. I felt very sad about that. 
And that's, that's again, a quote from what uh, Trump said. So, you know, what will happen? I don't know. And we'll try and get that clip of Trump actually saying that about, uh, about uh, Mr. Uh, Manafort. Actually, yeah, it was in Charleston, Virginia at about uh, 4.38 p.m. the other day. Uh, let's see when, when it actually was. I don't know. Uh, it was uh, about... Let's see here. I don't know. It was a couple days ago. I remember when it actually happened. I was there. I was, you know, watching it live. Let's see what he said about this whole Cohen Manafort thing. Well, uh, I must tell you that Cohen Manafort's a good man. He was with Ronald Reagan. He was with uh, a lot of different people over the years, and I feel very sad about that. Uh, it doesn't involve me, but I still feel, uh, you know, it's a very sad thing that happens. This has nothing to do with Russian collusion. This started as Russian collusion. This has absolutely nothing to do. This is a witch hunt, and it's a disgrace. This has nothing to do with what they started out, looking for Russians involved in our campaign. There were none. I feel very badly for Paul Manafort. Again, he worked for Bob Dole. He worked for Ronald Reagan. He worked for many, many people. And uh, this is the way it ends up. And it was not the original mission, believe me. It was... Uh, it was something very much different. So, had nothing to do with Russian collusion. We continue the witch hunt. Thank you very much. And all of those, uh, that very loud and very disrupting noise there was actually, uh, I believe, either a helicopter or a plane when he was about to get on. That's what that uh, big noise was. So... You know, it's really, really, really interesting to see what's going to happen. It's one of the big things. I mean, 65 years and 80 years in prison. You really can't... I mean, I don't know anyone who could be sane and, and you know, be in prison for that long. But that's pretty much all there is to this story. So we got to move on, though. Um, you know... Uh, should we let's let's take a look at uh, before we get to the money and the stocks and everything. Let's talk about Anderson Cooper. Uh, hopefully, you know who he is. He's a late night uh, CNN host. He does a lot of stuff, uh, not only on CNN, but he he fact checks Rudy Giuliani's uh, claims about the Mueller investigation. What he's been saying, I believe he wrote this monologue by himself, and he told uh, everyone about it on his show last night, Anderson Cooper three sixty, uh, and it was very good. I thought I watched it live last night when it happened, and I wanted to uh, you know play it for everyone, share it here on the podcast. So here's Anderson Cooper last night talking about uh, Rudy Giuliani and just giving a really great monologue, basically saying that Trump's people are assaulting the truth. After a weekend of bruising headlines, President Trump is ramping up attacks on the Russia investigation while one of his current attorneys tries to explain why he says truth isn't truth. So there's a lot to cover tonight. There's breaking news. The president telling Reuters that he has stayed out of the Mueller probe so far, but could, quote, run it, his words, if he wants to. There's reporting that federal prosecutors are prepping charges against Mr. Trump's former attorney, Michael Cohen. There's reporting that Don McGahn, the current White House counsel, has been meeting and talking with Robert Mueller's team. There's also the president's former campaign chairman still waiting for a verdict in his tax evasion and bank fraud trial. And dozens more former intelligence professionals weighing in against the president revoking former CIA director John Brennan's security clearance. As for the president, his anger, at least on Twitter, appears to be growing. This morning, he wrote, and I quote, disgraced and discredited Bob Mueller and his whole group of angry Democrat thugs spent over 30 hours with the White House counsel, only with my approval, for purposes of transparency. 
He then went on talking about Mueller, writing, anybody needing that much time when they know there's no Russia collusion is just someone looking for trouble. They are enjoying ruining people's lives and refuse to look at the real corruption on the Democrat side, the lies, the firings, the deleted emails, and so much more. Mueller's angry Dems are looking to impact the election. They are, he concludes, a national disgrace. The president today also railed against Justice Department official Bruce Orr, whose security clearance he's also threatening to yank, and John Brennan. He also tweeted this, which brings us to the assault on the truth portion of our evening. Quote, study the late Joseph McCarthy because we are now in period with Mueller and his gang that make Joseph McCarthy look like a baby. Rigged witch hunt. Now, keep in mind, Senator McCarthy was a demagogue who routinely twisted the truth. Interesting historical fact, Donald Trump's former attorney and close friend was the Weasley and odious lawyer Roy Cohen, who helped McCarthy be that demagogue who routinely twisted the truth. Robert Mueller, until the president began taking shots at him, has always been known and praised by people in both parties for being the exact opposite of McCarthy. But the president would have you believe that McCarthy and Mueller are on the equal footing. That's the place we're in right now place where the gaslight is always on and where the president and people speaking for him believe not just in alternative facts, but apparently believe truth isn't truth. Just listen to what the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, had to say about whether the president should talk to Robert Mueller. I, what I have to tell you is, look, I'm not going to be rushed into having him testify so that he gets trapped into perjury. And when you tell me that, you know, he should testify because he's going to tell the truth and he shouldn't worry, well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. He didn't have a, a conversation. Truth is about, truth. I, I don't mean to go like. I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. The president of the United States says I didn't. Truth is a uh, truth. Mr. Mayor, do you realize what I mean? No, I, no, I, no, this no, is going to become a bad don't, meme. Don't, don't. Well, today, Mayor Giuliani tried to kind of clean things up, tweeting. My statement was not meant as a pontification on moral theology, but one referring to the situation where two people make precisely contradictory statements, the classic he said, she said puzzle. Sometimes further inquiry can reveal the truth, other times it doesn't. Now, whatever you think he was trying to say, there is history here. Orwellian language is nothing new from the president's people and the president himself. It began just after Inauguration Day with the ridiculous lies about crowd size and then Kellyanne Conway's defense of the lies which is best appreciated by Gaslight. You're saying it's a falsehood, and they're giving Sean Spicer, our press secretary, gave alternative facts. Alternative facts, and that seems so long ago, and yet the crazy, craziness of it, it's still crisp. There's no expiration date on that phrase. The president, less than a month ago, in a speech in Kansas City, uttered something which really is something Orwell himself could have written. Just stick with us. Don't believe the crap you see from these people, the fake news. And just remember, what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. It's okay, everyone. What you're seeing and what you're reading, it's not what's happening. Actually, none of it is. None of it's real. Sleep well. There's no more threat from North Korea. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Move along. Move along. Before we move along, though, I do just have to show you one other amazing display of... That was a good Star Wars reference, even if, you're, if you don't, you know, agree politically with it. Uh, the June 2016 meeting in Trump Tower that Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, and Paul Manafort had with a Russian attorney promising Kremlin dirt on Hillary Clinton. Now, put aside whether you think this was collusion, attempted collusion, desired collusion, totally proper, totally legit, put that all aside. There are some basic actual facts about the meeting that are known, that are clear. 
not alternative facts, not untruthful truths. The main facts of the meeting simply are not in dispute. But listen to the man once known as America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani, just totally making stuff up. I don't even know if they knew she was Russian at the time. All they had was her name. They knew she was Russian. I think they knew she was Russian. But Well, they okay. knew it when they met with her, not when they set up the meeting. You, you told me, you, you asked me, you know, did they show an intention to do anything with Russians? Well, all they knew is that a woman with a Russian name wanted to meet with them. They didn't know she was a, a representative of the Russian government. And indeed, she's not a representative of the Russian government. They didn't know she was Russian. They didn't know she was representative of the Russian government. In the immortal words of Mike Wallace, come on, come on. There are emails. Let's put them up. Rod Goldstone to Donald Trump Jr. Emin asked that I schedule a meeting with you and the Russian government attorney who's flying over from Moscow for this Thursday. I believe you're aware of the meeting. And so wondered if 3 p.m. or later on Thursday works for you. I assume it would be at your office. In case you missed it, that is Russian government attorney and flying over from Moscow. Remember, it was all about a promise of dirt on Hillary Clinton. Here's Don Jr. How about three at our office? Thanks, Rob. Appreciate you helping set it up. Thanks for setting up the meeting with the Russian, the Russian government. Attorney. And I thought that's very, very amusing. Just fact, and those and I think he did a great job. And I like the Star Wars reference that he said, you know, these aren't the droids you're looking for. Move along. You know, just completely disregard the news and everything that the news says. Because it's not accurate. It's 11.25 on Wednesday, August 22nd. Let's get a check on your money. The Dow is down 0.08%, sitting right now at 25,867 points, down 20.62. Terrible day for the Dow right now. NASDAQ up 0.36%, 7,887.73. It's rapidly changing, going up, and it's uh, right now up 28.59. The S&P 500 up uh, 0 0.07, uh, right now at 2,865.02, up. Up uh, 1.98. Apple right now is at 215.90, up 0.40%. Citigroup is 71.39. General Electric is at uh, 12.54. Google right now is 12.2075, up 0.27%. Uh, Let's get to check on the key stats right now. Everything uh, except for the 10-year yield is up. Uh, the 10-year yield right now at 2.82%, down 0.70%. The oil right now is trading at 67 dollars and 94 cents the yen is uh, up 0.42 points excuse me and the euro uh, right now up 0.18 points uh, and it's right now for the u.s dollar is one dollar and 16 cents gold right now 1202 and 50 up 0.21 percent taking a look at the world markets everything is up japan hong kong london and germany hong kong is up 0.63 percent 27,927.50 up uh, 175.89 all of them at the moment are closed right now due to the time change commodities are kind of mixed today for the most part they are all uh down except for two oil and gold oil right now 67 dollars and 62 cents up uh, 2.70 percent gas is uh 296 and down 0.60 percent gold is 1202 and 30 up 0.19% of course and silver 1472 down uh uh 31 0.31% uh, excuse me and uh, corn right now $369.50 down 
1.27%. Take a look, I do this, I want to do this every month, so Dow and NASDAQ, S&P, how they're doing in 20, uh, 2018. They've been doing very well, and uh, Trump, of course, takes credit for it, but he really has no control over it, in my opinion. The Dow is up by 2.40%, NASDAQ up about uh, almost 14%, uh, actually 13.55%, excuse me. The S&P 500 up 5.97%, and uh, that is your money on the Jay Doherty Podcast. Let's move on, though. Talk about Google. We talked about Google. Their stock uh, right now is uh, $1,220 even, and it's up 0.21% as of right now. Uh, They've been doing pretty well. Year-to-date, it's up uh, 15.92%. And, um, they're, they're doing pretty well. I mean, they have a lot of stuff. They're constantly innovating, in my opinion, with uh, new stuff, new products, and everything. But Sundar Pichai, if you don't know who that is, he's Google's CEO. He sought to reassure employees who are worried the company might compromise its values to get to China. Now, in a tall... Uh, Town hall meeting, excuse me, on Thursday, he said he's not rushing to launch a search product uh, for China. Now, the meeting was uh, the first such event since media reports detailed Google's efforts to build a quote unquote censored app for the country. Now, Pichai said in a press conference, I believe, he said, We are not close to launching a search product in China. And uh, that is according to source with, uh, you know, knowledge about this whole conversation. And he also said, he added on, and whether we would do so or do so at all, do so is all very unclear. And he went on to say, but the team has been in exploration stage for quite a while now. And I think they're exploring many options. Taking a look back earlier this month, there were reports that said that uh, Google was working on a search engine for China that would block sensitive websites and search terms to comply with the Chinese government buying again, buying in again to their co- to China's communism. And that's really the question: Will Google break its uh, moral values and values that they have even as a company? Not even going to the moral aspect of everything, just to get more money, and just to have more, uh, you know, more um, exposure to the world by going to China. China's a huge market. Uh, Apple is huge in China. Google wants to be huge in China, of course. But really, and Apple, because they don't have search engines, they just sell phones and products, That all they have to really do is uh, change it to the Chinese language in their phones, and, you know, the Chinese people can use whatever, uh, you know, um you know, search engines and and things like that, of course, restrictive to their government, but really it's China's regulations that have to do with Apple, but with Google it's a little bit more tough because they're put in charge of actually constructing the search engine. But Google stopped offering a, a search in China in 2010 following a political dispute because they previously did have it, and it was between, this whole political dispute was be- between, uh, I believe it was Beijing and Washington, and it was all over hacking. So yes, prior to 2010, they did have a Chinese language version of the search engine, and it completely, everything on it complied with China's censorship rules, um, but it did say, and it was very clear to their people uh, that were using it, mostly, of course, Chinese, because it was in China, that most and some of the search results that they were looking for were missing because um, you know they had to comply with the Chinese government. That was eight years ago. So what is it going to look look like now? 
Are they going to go back? Who knows? Hopefully not, actually. I think their stock would do terrible. But it might, I mean, it would be good for their business and having that exposure. But for the investors, they would probably want to pull out because they don't want, they don't support communism, most of them, hopefully. And it's really, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what actually happens with, with Google. Um, you know, they might return to China. It's going to be really controversial whether they do or do not. Probably, uh, my personal opinion, they probably will not. Hopefully they will not, at least. So, yeah, that's that. It's Google. Uh, they might go to China. Hopefully not, though. And again, uh, it's, uh, Google just recently went up. Uh, tw- it's right now sitting at 1,219.82 points, uh, up 0.20%. Apple's about to uh, probably release a phone in the next couple of weeks. A new phone, probably September 12th is really the day that they uh, they are known to do it, around at least. Overall, right now, um, the stocks are not doing very well, uh, at, at least today. Well, actually, you know, I take that back. They're, they're doing pretty well. The Dow is down 32 and 40 points now. Um, very, you know, it's, it's been going down, um, very recently, uh, and, and a lot of the networks were even covering that as a, as a, you know, thing, and, and, um, you know, as a story, because it's been going down recently. It seems that there's a pattern, and I don't know if, let me know if you agree with me on this, because I'd love to know. It seems that, um, it's like for every 18 days, or 8, I don't even know how many days, but there's a ratio where it's like, every day the the Dow goes up a certain amount, and then it falls like 80% of that, and then it goes up, and then it falls, and then it goes up and goes fly. So, you know, you're really, you're getting somewhere, but you're getting it very slowly, and this is especially, this only, in my opinion, from what I've seen, even you can look at the statistics, this only happens within the Trump administration, and it, it only started to happen when Trump came into office. So, I, who knows? It's really, really interesting. We'll see, uh, we'll take a look at, uh, more of that on, in future episodes. I don't believe there is anything else that we have to talk about today. Um, that seems to be all the breaking news that we had to cover. It was news, it was tech, and it was more <laughs> on this episode. Take a look at this awesome promo that my, uh, very good now friend Mike, uh, my voiceover guy just made for me about the podcast. For all the latest world and national news on technology, politics, and more, Listen live to the Jay Doherty podcast on j-doherty.com. And I hope you do that because uh, you can listen at j-doherty.com. Not only live, you can listen to the the podcast. We, we're on uh, iTunes, we're on Stitcher Radio, we're on uh, Google Play, we're on, what else are we on? We're on Podbean, we're on all these incredible, incredible podcast directories. If you want to find us, go ahead and do that. Uh, and you can find me, the Jay Doherty Podcast, you can find my other podcast, JDRC Politics, that's where we, uh, have our podcast, and I hope you listen, I hope you subscribe, I hope you leave a rating if you like it, if you hate it, tell me, give me one star, if you like it, give me five stars. If, uh, you, uh, really want to, you can, uh, leave us a rating, and that would be greatly appreciated, but we do have to, uh, leave now, because it, we, we're, um, 
done right now. With the podcast, we're going to close out with uh, Ike's in Harmony. It's from VNCM, of course, our uh, main content provider for music. Subscribe to the podcast right now. It's on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and so many more podcast directories. We're closing out the show today. It's 11.35, Wednesday, August 22.